Hi guys, welcome to the Late Night Drives podcast. My name is Prashast Pitti and I'm going to be one of your hosts for the next 15 or 20 minutes. What is Late Night Drives you ask? Well, it's a place where we discuss life with motor vehicles. It includes news, views and maybe even some reviews. All right, let's get into it. I want to talk to you all this first week about car design. We've all seen ugly cars, right? I mean, your definition of ugly may be quite different from mine, but don't tell me that you haven't seen any eyesores moving around that you you know you've looked at it and just wanted to like ask yourself why how the hell did something like that get into production and onto our roads and you would think there were multiple layers of approval required right to get something like this into production and to get vehicles like this onto our roads and you would be right but you know i always wondered how come designers never stepped back from their creations but really looked at the whole thing together and seen that okay this really doesn't make too much sense my definition of uh, a good looking vehicle has to have smooth lines really clean cohesive design that looks great from the front to the back neat headlamps neat neatly integrated tail lamps these are all to me parts of like a good design but and and there are so many examples of like the complete opposite of this right i mean off the top of my head i have the pontiac aztec earlier sangyongs and these are like examples from the world uh from india we have so many more examples you have like the original reva the kuv 100 the mahindra quanto you know the early yamaha phaser 125s they were all well to put it nicely different looking they all had their own design quirks that to me just didn't make sense i i just didn't understand how people like the marketing department heads and uh, again chief designers and stuff just gave the go ahead for these designs so on the one hand in the indian market we had these really ugly products and on the other you had what i'd like to term as ugly ducklings because like the fairy tales they actually ended up doing really well in the market despite the way they look and off the top of my head i can think of uh, examples like the suzuki espresso which it was like a really oddly designed vehicle which to me seemed like pretty much a tin can on big wheels and you have the hector which sort of was like a mishmash of various cars there was really no cohesion from front to back and I don't know I just didn't see how that worked but I mean both these vehicles seem to be doing really well the espresso continues to sell in the top 15 vehicles in India of course the hector commands a waiting period of I think a couple of months at least this sort of thing begs the question is do, do Indians really care about car design or is it just value for money that matters and when i say value for money i mean the most amount of space you can get for your money the most amount of tech you can get for your money the most amount of features you can get for your money what really matters to the indian consumer i don't know if there is one right answer to this so why do i bring up car design in this first episode well earlier this week mr pratap bose who is vp of global design at tata resigned and decided that he wanted to move on to a different challenge or greener pastures he was the man who was responsible for uh, the revival of tata and their whole new impact design language and impact 2.0 design language which i think has been key in 
actually turning around Tata's fortunes and them doing so well, especially with the latest products like Altros, the Nexon, the Harrier, and even the Safari. So clearly somewhere design does matter to the Indian consumer. And this guy was also one of the people who was key in designing uh, various concepts that actually had really great uh, international recognition, uh, which was th stuff like the race mo and the H5X and the H7X. And it's just sort of sad that, uh, you know, a, a stalwart company like Tata has lost such a person. But hey, here's to wishing Mr. Pratap Bose all the best. And we hope to see some of your newer designs into production again soon. Now let's talk to our guest about car design. So uh, today we have with us Ashwin Maheshwari. He's an old close friend of mine. Uh, he's worked in the automobile industry for some time now. He started off with Burak Motorcycles. He went on to Rajputana Motorcycles. Then he took his hand up with uh, painting and airbrushing at Imor. And now he, with along with his dad, they run a workshop called Checkered Flag in Hyderabad. Hi Ashwin, how are you doing? I'm good, Prashast. How are you doing? Doing well, man. So as you know, this week's episode is basically about car design. And I was thinking that, you know, since you're someone who is somewhat in the design field, uh, what according to you constitutes like bad design? For me, bad design always, there's nothing bad or good in a design. Maybe something that could look flawed on a car or on a bike might look better on something else. So it when when we talk about design or when i at least the way i look at design is if something adds value it counts as a good design but there are a lot of things in today's world like when we talk about today's generation's cars when we talk about the older generations as well there are a lot of cars which have unwanted you know like maybe you could call it accessories or you could call it just the trims that they put onto those cars or just that little line that they decided to add just didn't add any plus point or a wow point to the design that is what made it flawed see when we talk about today's cars like what is there in today's market as of 2020 2021 when we look at the tail lamps when we look at the headlights of today's cars when we see that led light just going through the whole rear end lighting up yeah. their fucking the ford endeavors the endeavors being lit up that's according to me that's a little bit of an eyesore like even yeah. the new Creta from the rear end the way the tail lamp is is a little bit of an eyesore like when we talk about hyundai when we talk about Creta specifically the first generation actually looked decent it didn't it looked it decent didn't look, i don't know what they it, did with yeah. the second generation uh, I, I guess it's just i i guess it's just they wanted to make it a little more modern like you know how all these new audis are it started with the audis with the whole you know the rear end being a nice light up and They've always had a different kind of a rear end where even the blinkers go off in a different way. It was never there with a Merc. It was never there with a BMW. It was never there with any regular car. But today, if you look at all our cars, 99% of these cars have these indicators which go like, you know, right, I'm going right, I'm going right, which was initially started by Audi. But now what I feel is actually creating the bad design, what we call or an, or an eyesore, is these the lower manufacturers okay i agree like even the public wants more for the value of money that they're giving you they want a little more but they need to draw a line as to you know you're just going across that line and you're like okay i'll give this this i'll give this feature as well i'll give this as well which is actually making it a clutter which is actually making it eyesore 
Okay, so that's, that's actually the point. I was going to ask you that. It, it was something that you said that, you know, it started off with the Audis and all that. Now it's come to like, I mean, let's take the Creta as an example, right? It's, there's a huge price difference and then there's a huge segment, segment difference Correct. also between the two cars. Correct. Isn't that a good thing in some senses that, you know, these so-called no, premium it, features are coming down towards like... It, it's, it's, it's actually a brilliant thing because the technology is being shared. Yeah. It is... It is being accessed by a lot of common people. Don't like, I would never say that, you know, like things like CarPlay, electric seats, power windows, which is never actually there in lower end cars. Are today there, like you have a good system, you have Bluetooth, you have, you know, first, if you ever bought a, even if you bought a Skoda, you would never get Bluetooth in your initial cars. Dude, I remember the first Skoda, I had had a cassette player. The Octavia, (laughs) yeah, it had a cassette player. And at the same time, Around the same time, at least, the C-Class 204s, the 203s, they came with, okay, the 203 maybe came with a Parrot as an additional accessory, but the 204s started getting only the telephone Bluetooth, the BMW started getting the telephone Bluetooth, and they started losing their own, you know, those hardware, those cell phones that they had in their BMWs, which were, Mm. I don't know, I've never seen anyone use them, but. Someone has those like, hard line for them. phones. Yeah, which those look, it looked like a landline. You have to like pick you it pick up, it up and it has the a phone. cable, and you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah those are like, okay, you just like yeah. oh, I just have a car phone. Yeah. <laughs> Go yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, essentially, like my next question was going to be that uh, how how is like car and bike design changing? like for you, according to you, like as someone in the field and is it changing for the better or worse? I think you spoke when, about it a little more, no, uh, 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 a little bit already. No, when, when we talk about design and the way it's changing, you cannot take it to be like from a first generation Kata to the latest generation Kata. That's maybe a span of not even five years. I don't know how long. I think about seven years. Seven, seven years? years it was on sale because there were, there was, there were one or two facelifts, right? There were, I think there were two facelifts, if I'm not even wrong. Even I think there were two facelifts. So See, even that, that like period we, is also shrinking, right? I mean, your facelifts yeah, that, are it becoming is. more and more. See, different. every, I think, every two years, you're getting a facelift for every yeah. car. Like, you buy an Octavia today, we bought an Octavia. What do we get a year? Like, yeah. the next, okay, it's not yet coming in India, so at least we have yeah. that to hold. But officially, it's launched. Yeah. The new yeah. Octavia, look, and it looks killer, like. I actually like the way they've made it. It's a lot more sporty. It's aggressive. Mm. Because that that RS would look really mean. When yeah. you're 245 again. I've uh, seen pictures of that. Uh, the correct, VRS correct, versions. Correct. Of, uh, VRS version. They look good. But yeah, I guess in a, in a lot of... I feel like in, in those pictures, it's been dropped down a lot more than what it would be on road. I think because that's because looked, generally European cars are anyway lower. No? Yeah. They're like 30, Apne, like know. in India. I, I know. Na, yeah, trust in, me. You, you know how I know. Correct. <laughs> yeah. You know I had lowered my uh, cars for like listeners who don't know. I lowered my cars to, it was supposed to be a 40 mm drop, except uh, it was 40 mm for Eurospec drop. So in, in India, it ended up being like a 70 mm drop, which... It looked bloody great. Jaw dropping, jaw dropping. Yeah, that's no doubt. But uh, the ride was a little questionable. Let's <laughs> just, just put it the nicest way. The ride is a little questionable. Yeah, that, that's the nicest way to put it. That's for sure. Yeah. But yeah. when when we technically talk about designs, I still do 
I would always trans- like talk about design as it comes from our vintages to here. You can never say like we are still in the same kind of design era that we were five years back because we are still thinking on the same lines. We're just making it a little more sharper, a little more edgier, making it a little more aggressive. But when we talk about the older vintages, like if you even take the iconic cars, if you just take like the Jags, if you take uh, from the smaller car to a, from Beetle to, you know, even a sporty, like let it be an XJF or let it be a Roadster, the older cars were a lot more boxier. They were a lot more bulk than what today's cars are. Today's cars, the plastic, the amount of plastic that we use is ridiculous. Like an old car, you can go hit into anything. It's not going to make a lot of difference. But today's car, you do a slight touch and maybe you're looking at a good, good build. Personally, I always have preferred the old school looking bikes and cars. Like even like you've seen the 600 Pullman that we have, the 600 Grand, sorry, it's not the Pullman. Isn't it, isn't it like a 600 grosser? No? It, it's so, it, so it's, it's called a grosser. Grosser in German is basically a bigger or a greater thing. So oh, actually okay. it's called as an that. S600 grand. So grosser is basically a, it's a German word. So right. this okay. is not a Pullman. A Pullman is supposed to be bigger. I, I, I really can't like fathom the so length of that. Pullman is car. essentially like a... Limousine kind of thing. Limousine, yeah. It's a limousine. It's a, yeah. And this is it. This is like a pure four-door, but it's the size of like... It's a, yeah. It's a size of... No, but see, when you think about it, that short wheelbase still is longer than a regular S class. Yeah, yeah. You know, like those cars have a lot more, I would say, character to it than what today's cars have. Even like when when I work with specifically Rajputana, like Vijay Singh is he's he's God when it comes to design. There's no doubt about it. His eyes fucking different. He always used to say the same thing. He's, this is where I learned it from. Saying you know if if it's a design, it can be anything. It can be even a dot on something. But if it adds value, it's good design. If it doesn't, then you got to think of something better. Mm-hmm. And when you look at his bikes, the bikes that we've worked on, they're all so, like, they have some kind of, uh, you know, it's, it is a little old school for a few bikes. It is a little modern for a few. But mostly when you look at his iconic bikes, they're all with girder suspensions, you know, like, big ass tires in the front, like a simple tank with simple paint job, which stands out just the simple brass and the engraving. You know, the fact that you get back these old techniques of getting engraving a part of your design, getting these small brass elements and not doing too much. You're not making it like a, you know, bling ass bike where you're putting hundred things on it. You're just putting these and chrome. small ass. That's, that's, that's uh, your... Yeah, and you... Yeah, like you, you, I Going for I, the sake of honest, chrome, at least. Yeah, today's cars, like, look, look at the amount of chrome <laughs> you have. Like, exactly, that's what I was trying you, to you, say. You, like, you, you know, see, you, you see the chrome door. for the sake of it. There's no, like, uh, there's no, there's no taste to it. There's, there's, yeah, like, why do you want to do your handles chrome? Why do you want 10 things chrome? Okay, for a few cars, it looks phenomenal, but no, but you have few, stuff like the BMW X7. The, 
which has like a that a that, grill that chrome uh, is it's a mouth like it's a, like it's a, it's, a, it's like a, it's not even a mouth actually it's like a yeah, it's like a yeah. mansion's gate or something you know <laughs> you know like those bars like you just yeah and it's, it's like a, it's it's ridiculous like even so like when you you know like even the creta like we were talking about creta yeah. also has so much chrome for no reason yeah. like that grill absolutely is, no reason yeah it's, it's just ridiculous like i i guess people also it might be a reason because people in today's like everyone does like bling we can't maybe we are well like, i mean few, maybe we are the exception right? maybe yeah, yeah, yeah we are yeah. maybe the few people who don't like it but a lot of people actually come to like i know i know friends who like gotten their harleys like full chrome i'm like why <laughs> oh it looks nice you you can see your face i'm like uh, you you have a side mirror like a you know a rear view mirror on both your ends you can see your face in either you don't really need to you're not going to peep into your bloody exhaust or your if you're riding a bike you should be wearing a helmet so, so not you can't see your face no. anyway <laughs> no even even if you're not like riding and you want to see your face you have to perfectly good mirrors why do you want like your chrome you don't need your airbox to be the mirror right <laughs> yeah you didn't don't need your i know people who've done it like on their engine like the full engine's chrome and wow. you can't of course buff the main bore and the head yeah yeah it's buff to an extent so but the head is shiny as hell so you go into the head and you just do that you'll see yourself i'm like really is this why you're doing it and your foot pegs your exhaust everything is bling 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 yeah i, just, I don't get it mm. not my thing like if it was up to me i'd make all my chrome black or carbon fiber I'm in a similar boat. I mean, I suppose like my thought process is very similar in that sense. Maybe that's very why we're friends. But <laughs> anyway, uh, going back to something you said earlier about uh, earlier vehicles design and how uh, someone like uh, Raj Patana motorcycles they they use earlier traditional craft with like brass and stuff to you know bring out different design elements in their motorcycles. i'm sure you're aware of the uh, growing popularity of the resto mod scene not in india obviously but yeah. it's more to do with like uh, stuff abroad US, so whether you have the yeah. singer porsches you have the resto mod jaguars you have like a whole bunch of vehicles right, going through the resto basically the scene. most the most yeah the the most iconic cars now are going into resto mod like you know a lot of people who just just do 911s they just rebuild and yeah, yeah, yeah. make them mint and sell them off the guys who do the e type the guys who do the gtos but of course these cars like they're very rare they're very expensive actually what i was trying to ask you was do you think that there's a possibility of some sort of resurgence of old vehicle designs in india you know going through that resto mod scene and stuff actually that's, I, that's I, what i was uh, meaning to ask you see, Um, see, see resto mods is it it is already a scene in india if you ask me like there are people who are restoring them but when we talk about resto mods they specifically not always original like they're not genuine to the t yeah so yeah in i mean in, that's the modification Europe, bit US, of it right like yeah, yeah yeah so in the us in the uk or let be the your like more or less i would say the us because they're the least uh, about all of these things so when it comes to them they have the money they have the yeah. sources to source like you have a 
old maybe it might be a nice 911 you want to soup it up they'll put an ls2 in it they'll they'll put a massive block they're anyways all big blo- they're all big block fans yeah. they don't believe in anything a lot of europeans a lot of other people might have just been uh, like cringing them. listening to an ls2 in a yeah. Porsche body but <laughs> Anyway. No, but I so 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 I I have actually like so there was this one I came across this in on Facebook. It was a very like laugh about thing, you know. So there's this guy in the US who bought himself a 911, like he bought himself a Boxster or something, a 1960s 1970s. So he decided to take that car in. It's it's a powerful car. It's a six cylinder, naturally aspirated. It's a six Boxster or an eight. Boxster released after sure, the actually. 90s, man. But anyway. Hmm. Boxster released after the nineties. Yeah. No, then, then I don't know which nine eleven this was. This was like a sixty seventies. Okay, so this ah, guy okay. wanted to take it in a drag. Okay. And he decides to put a big block, and he's like, "No, the best big block that you can find is an LS two because it's a very common engine. You yeah, get it yeah, yeah. and easy, it's cheaper, blah blah yeah, blah." Yeah. So you put a LS two engine to it, okay? And I'm not even kidding. Like, if you read the comments on it, like people Porsche lovers yeah, it's were sacrilegious. So like, exactly. like it's oh, as simple as yeah, that. But there are people who so in India you'll never get a resto mod, but restoration the want for vintages in the recent past has really shot up. There are two ways of looking at these things: people who like the old school because there are no electronics, but the minute you do a resto mod like this, where you actually you know put a full powertrain in. You're adding a lot more electronics into the car, of course, which, naturally. Which, which, according to me, is a good thing only because yeah. that car was not meant for that kind of power. Yeah. So no, a little it, bit of electronics it, of won't course. really harm you, but plus tra- chassis strengthening, power, general powertrain strengthening. Also, it's not like the transmission can take it, so you have to change the transmission. Everything you changes change accordingly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The minute you say powertrain, the whole like it's it's a full swap. <laughs> It's a full swap. It's only the <laughs> shell and the chassis being used. Yeah. The chassis also being like completely reinforced, strengthened, and then only used. But, you know, I was but hearing is... this. We'll go down a rabbit hole and we'll talk about it for half an hour and not stick to the point. But anyway, <laughs> so 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 the point was. Why uh, was uh, how we were talking about? Is is it really feasible for a restaurant scene to happen in it? maybe not a mod but a restoration yes i would always give you that answer oh. of course you can you can get it done in x budget or double x budget that doesn't okay. make a difference but that restoration is yeah because you see there are people who do it like there are various people who do a lot of kind of work so in india even if any like maybe now for a lot of indians you know your esteems your old maruti's are also being restored like they're trying to keep it in mint condition hoping that someday that becomes a really good value yeah you know so i know a lot of people who actually care for their uh, uh esteems and like for their maruti 800s and they come up to me and they're like sir it's rusting can you like do a patch or something okay you know like the fact that you're yeah. taking so much care for it has no, it, it, so it, it comes very neatly to my last question which yeah. i thought was going to be a little bit of a fun thing which was uh, since we're talking about like resto mods in the country I was thinking, like, what was something if given unlimited, obviously resources and given parts, what is something that you would consider as <laughs> resto modding in India? That's something that was on sale in India, right? So I'm not saying bring mm. like a Porsche, 
you know 964 right. or whatever and do it and then say something that was like on sale in india whether it's a car bike whatever what is something that you would do that's like with unlimited resources yeah. very difficult question to be very honest because like it's i don't have one like i can give you a list okay. of maybe throw out the top things that's five, on ten, your head but see the top what i'm i'm actually working on and even you've seen the car like the 911 the targa that we are working on like yeah we've always had like the date came in like my jaw dropped I'm like dude i want to drive this car when it's restored then that's not the what i'm talking about that you're... i'm talking about something that's like a dream that project i would, of yours I would... yeah do personally for yourself yeah and, and and that's a restoration that you guys are doing i i'm talking about a pure restoration if i ever had the choice of buying myself and restoring and modifying a car i'd pick either one of three one i wouldn't mod one bit which is the gullwing okay the the e type is the other which okay. i wouldn't mod okay i just keep it like as is the gto is one which i wouldn't mind modding like it's, a, it's uh, a when you say gto car. you mean like the the gto uh, 250 the ferrari gto 250 ferrari all right ரேஷன் ஒரு <laughs> thing that i would do mm. right like i would get like one of the first generation maruti 800s mm. okay and i would put like a late the last gen baleno not not the baleno yeah yeah, yeah i get the the, the, sedan, right the sedan the sedan baleno the old baleno 1.5 liters yes. 1500 cc nicely turbocharged so that you know you're like in the maruti uh, yeah. suzuki uh, same family you're sticking to it ground Correct. up rebuilt with a like modified chassis and power Mo- to handle the extra power mm. keep it as a two seat thing yeah it has to be a two door it has to be a, yeah. like okay maybe if you don't do a two door or yeah. but you know when when you talk about the first gen maruti you talk about the slant roof at the back yeah. with the, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that that's that's, that's the design that i like yeah you can imagine just that little perfect spoiler sitting on top yeah. with the yeah. whole thing just to bring exactly, that back down right is that pocket that, rocket that's, that's feeling a, yeah uh, it's a, it's a pocket that's rocket. where i would that's rocket. where i would go personally but uh, even the brain. yeah but that that actually is a very very like it could go like a rally 
yeah. go like a proper rally car. I think it would be a great daily man. It's the perfect size for yeah, this, it, this city, it is, this country, it is, this It is time. the perfect size, but <laughs> the only only issue would be our country should allow it. Yeah, that's the only enough. issue. That's, 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 a, like, that's least, like a whole you know, different you, episode. Yeah, <laughs> at, at least. <laughs> <you know? laughs> oh yeah, modifications yeah. in India should be a whole new episode. Yeah. Like you can't it do, is you can't do much. It's going to be a different episode altogether. No pain, no dream, nothing. This is dream scenarios, right? Yeah, this is no. So when 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 we talk about dream scenarios, I like even a contest are with the same kind of uh, thing. Actually, looks real. Like it could be a not maybe not a small pocket rocket, but it's a really beautiful looking car. And you know, like a great drop down and the OG Indian it, muscle car, right? Yeah, yeah. the OG HM Hindustan Motors. Hindustan Motors. Yeah. Even, what would be the engine actually, you would put in a contest and tell me something? Hey, would you keep it as like part of like trying to be part of like the Hindustan Motors family? See, I can't. I, I, I can't. I can't do that because there aren't really great engines. Yeah, like <laughs> what is there but apart from the Isuzu and that random 1800cc yeah. engine, right? The the Isuzu is not a bad engine, but so it's, it's not a not, bad engine. It's but not like... a power. It's not a fun engine. It's not a fun yeah. engine. Maybe in that, if nothing, I'd go for. a vtec or something like that to put in because mm. a vtec would would fit in like it's it's a good size the vtec yeah, yeah it's yeah. pretty small because your contest also doesn't have a lot of space inside the hood so yeah, at least yeah. it would maybe sit perfectly there yeah that's what i would swap it with at least not a lot of power beautiful inline four with a nice exhaust make it give it a nice blow up valve or oh. dream dream all right on that awesome note that sounds cool <laughs> Thanks a lot Ashwin for being here. Thank you Prashant for having me. Cheers again. Cheers. Take care. All right guys, thanks so much again for listening to uh this first episode of the Late Night Drives podcast and we hope to see you again soon in our next episode. In the meanwhile, you can always follow us for updates on our social media channels. We are at Late Night Drives on Twitter. That's late uh with an L8 Night Drives. and yeah you should get your latest updates on our podcast there soon thanks a lot guys have a good night